You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Woo! For the first time in a lot of weeks, the whole team is back in the We've studio. We've actually got yes. all three of us, finally. And we have a stacked show. We've got two interviews. God damn. So let's get straight into it. Dive in. Naya, introduce our honoured guest. <laughs> well, this is Ed, and oh my goodness, I do not know how to pronounce your surname. Can you please? Ed Crutch. Thank you very much. This is this is wonderful Ed, the campaign manager for Make It 16. Um, he is the an organiser and advocate for young people in Australia and um, is tr- working to try and lower the voting age to 16 um, through uh, Make It 16. You founded the uh, National Youth Political Engagement Organisation Run For It, which supports young people to engage with the electoral systems in Australia. Um, and can you tell us just to start a little bit about Make It 16 and yourself and what, what you've done? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I'm the National Director of Run For It, and Run For It's an organisation that I set up a few years ago with a few other young people that were all just um, a bit sick of the state of politics and sick of um, the lack of representation of young people. Um, and the main work that we do is supporting young people that want to run for elected office. So um, we've supported young people that want to run for council in Victoria, in New South Wales, in Queensland, South Australia and Tasmania. And um, unfortunately, there are no local council elections this year for us to be working on. So we thought it was about time we took on um, a big campaign to make politics more accessible for young people. And we thought the biggest one to start with was 16 and 17 year olds and their right to vote. Um, So I'm lucky this year to be the campaign manager for Make It 16, um, which is a really awesome campaign which is led by a group of 16 and 17 year olds who all want to be able to vote. Great. So we've seen, I feel like we've seen this a few times in the past, especially in recent years. I feel like there's been a little bit of a call each year, you know, let's lower the voting age, let's get those 16-year-olds engaged in politics. But what makes this one different? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like every couple of years, maybe every... um, every term of government there's a push within it at some point to lower the voting age i think that's usually every government that the greens have been in um has essentially they've introduced a bill or something like that pushing to lower the voting age and it hasn't built that much momentum they've been kind of like the sole party that 
support it and continue to support it um, but unfortunately it's just never quite garnered that major party support and it's also never quite had the youth movement angle so um, there's never been a concerted effort of young people pushing for the change and that's because 16 and 17 year olds just have so much going on in their life they um, have struggled to build campaigns to be able to vote but it is so critical because they have all these things on going on in their life that they're able to vote well there's obviously like a lot of sides to the debate of whether 16 and 17 year olds should be allowed to vote so why should they yeah there's definitely a whole bunch of reasons um personally i think one of the most important ones is what it will do to our democracy um Lowering the voting age is going to improve enrolment and turnout. You're, when you're 16 and 17, you're more likely to be living at home. You're going to be going to school. Um, you're in this stable envi environment when you're first learning how to vote and how to engage with our democracy. And you essentially, and um, the overseas case studies have shown that you develop some really strong habits around your electoral participation if you um, vote for the first time when you're that little bit younger. Um, there's a couple of other reasons when you think about civics education as well. We don't have the best civics education um, in Australia, unfortunately, at the moment. But um, I think if we lower the voting age to 16, our um, schools and our education systems will um, hopefully be encouraged to develop better civics education. Definitely. So I feel like we've seen... There's been, obviously, the pushes from the Greens semi-regularly, but we haven't seen much interest from Labor and the Liberals, the major parties, in lowering the voting, voting age. And, of course, they also didn't attend your launch um, and at Parliament House earlier this year. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, a couple of Labor MPs did actually come along to our launch, but oh, they sorry, weren't... No, misinformed. That's all good. They weren't very... Um, they weren't very inclined to make it publicly known. There was right. there was one who came along, and it's, I think a little bit because um, they're all a little bit scared to um, show <laughs> support for Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like they don't want to be like they're they're really interested because they're like, whoa, these are young people doing really cool things, and um, we're so glad to see sixteen and seventeen year olds that care about all these issues and are also impacted by all these issues actually launching this campaign. And funny fact as well, a lot of a lot of the current Labor MPs, um, when they were a lot younger, supported lowering it. And a lot of them have been involved with different movements. And um, I haven't done that much internet stalking, but once <laughs> once you start to, like a lot of them have said they supported in the past, but that kind of washes away once they're into government. Um, I think that essentially at the moment, a, a lot of the challenge is that they see the issue really deeply politically. They see it as a Greens issue that... Um, isn't actually going to be that beneficial for the Labor Party electorally or um, they don't want to give give the Greens a win. I think that um, with our campaign, what we're trying to do is just like get really far away from that narrative and just talk about the um, capacity and the desire of so many young people to vote, the issues that impact them, the things they're already experiencing and doing, like paying tax and why it's so critical that they um, have a say in our democracy. Definitely. So, I mean, it's interesting to know that I didn't really know that they kind of had been for it and then had sort of turned away, moved away yeah. gradually. Mm. Do you think that's like them getting jaded or like is it just sort of, I guess it's not that much of a kind of voting issue when they can't vote at the moment, so there's not really political points to be won? Yeah. You know, 
Is that part of it? I think so. People care less as they get older. That's one of the reasons why, like, just the issues that you care about do generally change. And it's one of the biggest, in my opinion, problems with our politics. Like, there's a lack of representation of people under 35, and that means that our parliament, like, talks about issues of people over 35 really significantly. Like, housing is a really great example. There's lots of discussions about like first first home ownership and like um housing investment and things like that um there's not much talk about renting protections for people living in share housing all that kind of thing because there's just not that much representation of that age group in politics Mm. but on the labor party in particular they um like a lot of them have been very radical when they were younger and been involved in all kinds of youth movements but I think that um, yeah now once they're elected that um, the amount of time that passes means that um, they're just not quite as keen on some of the issues they cared about when they were that little bit younger. Yeah, so I guess when we talk about sort of the lack of representation of young people in politics would you say that that's making them less engaged in it? Yeah, like I think if we look at the people that have been raising the issue in the parliament, they're the younger MPs. So the youngest MP in the former parliament, Jordan Steele-John, was the one who introduced the bill. The youngest MP in this parliament, Stephen Bates MP, has been the person to introduce it as well. And just to to name names, I'm not sure how much you'd like it, but the Labor MP that did come along and showed support was Josh Burns, one of the youngest Labor MPs um, as well. Interesting. Yeah. No, interesting. Okay. <laughs> exposing mm. exposing the names. <laughs> we, lo- we love a good scoop yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so when it does come to participation from young people in politics, I think there is sort of large groups of kids who genuinely just don't really care about politics. I'm a bit ashamed to say I was definitely one of them when I was like 16. So what do we do about those kids and how do we get them involved? Yeah, it's a great question. I think like quite often we hear that as a reason why 16 and 17 year olds shouldn't be able to vote and um like the response that i like to um bring up is the amount of people over 18 that obviously um don't care about politics and um donkey vote or draw something slightly obscene on their ballot paper (laughs) or something like that um but I think there are so many 16 and 17 year olds whose lack of participation in politics is caused by their lack of enfranchisement. I think because they can't vote and because they don't have as much power in their constituencies, they're less likely to engage. And it's actually, it, it's true not just in the voting format. Like, um, young people are less likely to go and meet with their local MPs and talk about the issues that they care about because they're less likely to be valued because they're not voting constituents that um, MPs are always going to pick a meeting with someone who um, essentially gets to re-elect them or not re-elect them over someone who can't. Definitely. Um, what's it been like in being a part of this campaign, obviously with the young people on one side and then these kind of very high-profile MPs like Monique Ryan, I know, was at the launch and played kind of a big part there. You know, there's kind of two sides of this world that you're in what's that like kind of dealing with both sides yeah it's it's really fun actually what i really like about it like um in my background i've been involved in a few different campaigns where we've been groups of young people who have lobbied for um change on a whole bunch of different issues like um i worked at the australian youth climate coalition and 
um, have done lots of fun fun campaigns with them. Um, but essentially, all, in all of those situations, we've been a group of like young people unsupported by MPs going into um, offices where they don't necessarily want to be meeting with us. They're a little bit hostile to whatever we have to say. Um, with, with this issue, we've been able to build something really beautiful where we can have groups of 16 and 17-year-olds essentially find these MPs such as Monique Ryan and Stephen Bates and Andrew Wilkie and a whole bunch of the crossbench who are generally really supportive of the campaign and they've been able to say, we support this campaign but the, um, the best voices and the strongest arguments are coming from the 16 and 17 year olds so um, when we launched at Parliament House we were in a committee room and um, we were able to have um, the 16 and 17 year olds essentially sit where members of Parliament would usually sit and speak to an audience and then the parliamentarians sat in that audience and got to hear from the young people about why it matters to them. And then when we had a media conference, essentially the young people led that with um, a group of supportive MPs standing behind them, which is the opposite to what's usually done with an MP with some um, supportive faces behind. Yeah, it's really definitely. cool. It's such an amazing opportunity. And I guess like when a young person is sort of getting into that sort of um, political participation, how would you recommend that young people get into politics? Yeah, I think there are, there are so many ways, and I think the most common response, like, I've heard that question asked to lots of MPs, and they're like, go join a political party, or like, join your local branch, and I, I think that's so boring, like, I, <laughs> like, you definitely can do that, and that's, that's really great, but I think, like, issues advocacy is like what our politics is all about I think like um, you should find the issues that you actually care about and you should go and try and seek change on those and I think often the best way to seek that change is is through the established um, means and through our politics and political systems and I think um, you should get together with the people that care about the same things as you and potentially that means that you should all join a political party and you should all try and um, get yourselves elected. Um, one of the really nice things about local council is that it's not super dominated by political parties um, so I would really encourage young people who really care about their community, who really care about issues, to look into running for local council and um, essentially you can do it for about $10,000 which is still a bit of money to raise but um, you're talking millions if you're wanting to run in a federal seat. Um, <laughs> big difference. Can I defer that to my hex debt? Or how does, how does that give work? Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Student startup loan, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's coming up for you? What's next for Make It Sixteen? Yeah. So, essentially, I'm I'm a little bit older than sixteen. I'm twenty three. Um, we have done a. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job of setting up the campaign for the 16 and 17 year olds, building all the infrastructure. They've got a really awesome website, a video, a petition. We had this great launch, but slowly we really want it to be um, not only a youth-led campaign, but a youth-led campaign that's led by the youth that are most impacted, and um, that means they're 16 and 17. Um, so I guess we just need to keep building that movement as sustainable and ongoing as it possibly can be. We want to put all the decision-making power into the young people, which is a bit of a challenge, like, as Run For It as an organisation, we're mainly tertiary-age students um, volunteering our time just to engage our peers in politics and... Um, 
we've been able to do things like find the money that has got the campaign started um, and we just need to be transferring all those skills over to the 16 and 17 year olds to run their campaign and I'm really hoping that um, over the next couple of weeks and months we can build lots of groups in local areas and um, those groups can just build the movement and just keep meeting with their MPs and um, begging for the change until 16 and 17 year olds can vote. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I guess with those local groups, how can someone interested in this campaign get involved? Yeah, so we have a website, makeit16.au, that's got a whole bunch of ways you can take action. So um, you can donate if that interests you. You can also sign up to volunteer. You can come along to our events. You can also sign the petition. Um, and if you represent a particular organisation, you can partner with us too um, because coalitions of organisations are how you get things done. Definitely. Yeah, well, we'd recommend all of our listeners getting into that because, of yep. course, we're a youth politics show <laughs> and 16, 17-year-old voices, they deserve to be heard, I reckon. Completely. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts? <laughs> I think we're all chilling. Now you're feeling better. <laughs> I'm all right. Sorry about disappearing. <laughs> she had a, a bit of a health crisis. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right. Swallowed a fly or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Ed. It's been thank really you. great to chat. Um yeah, we hope to get you back on in the future so you can keep giving us updates. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on the organisation as well. We did look at the launch when it did launch. Yeah, a, that was a, very about exciting. About a month back, yeah. yeah so awesome. hopefully we'll get to chat to you soon. Yeah, and we're sure. looking forward to seeing what happens. Thanks All so right. much. Well, you're listening to Sin. This is You're No Good by Ella Gilbert. Jeez, Stay with encouraging us because we will be back. <laughs> You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast where young people run the show.